everybody. Welcome to Keller Bear Has a Podcast. I'm Michael, and I'm joined by Stacy, Trey, and Sean. Uh, so this is something we've done a couple of times since the pandemic started, and we've had so much fun and interesting conversations. We thought, why not just record it and share it with our friends and family? So what this is basically is an appropriation uh, of an appropriation. Uh, Sports Radio 1310 The Ticket here in DFW has been doing a segment called Bands of Your Life, uh, where they took an online questionnaire from Facebook and basically have guests answer the questions. So they ripped this off from Facebook and now we're ripping it off from them. But also uh, we're going to switch it up a little bit by introducing a new topic each time. Uh, but this week, we're going to start with the original topic, which is bands and or musicians. So how's it going, everybody? I didn't know this was an appropriation of an appropriation. That's it funny. is an appropriation of an appropriation. I feel like I've been lied to by the users. Yeah. Oh, you, you oh. really didn't know that? I thought it was so creative and original. No. Yeah. They took it from Facebook. That's how bad they were looking for material for their radio show was that they just took uh, something from Facebook. Um, My Nana posted this really fun questionnaire. Let's do it. That's basically <laughs> exactly. basically what they did. Now that you say it, I mean, it very much feels like a Facebook right. questionnaire, oh, it is. which is why I feel so robbed of the joy of it. <laughs> hey, Sean. Yes. Are you still mad at me? mad at you yeah sean and i had a had a private text oh, no. message fight earlier not mad at you that's okay sean was trying sean sean was trying to convince me to not like martin house wait why and i was refusing i was not i was not trying to convince him to <laughs> to to dislike martin house i i was uh i i was are you tired of martin house's gimmicks i kind of yes. am I'll hate Martin House with you. You know I love a good hate list. Move away and you'll love it. <laughs> like see a bunch of beers. It's like, actually, I would try that if it weren't, you know, 10 hours away. And you'll be like, oh, I can appreciate this. It's but okay. We he we yelled at each other for a couple of texts and then we passed it up. Did you use I didn't yell? Were you yelling? No. <laughs> Nobody was yelling. <laughs> You know you're gonna have was, a conversation about this after this, just maybe. to make sure that neither of you are really upset. I was I was brought up to believe that anytime I disagree with somebody, they uh, hate me. So, mm -hmm. anytime you disagree with someone, they hate you. Yeah, don't ever disagree with anyone because now you're fighting. <laughs> you know. You know, I'm an eight, right? <laughs> I know. You're like, disagree with me or I have no respect for you. I couldn't get through a day if I didn't. I mean, like, if, if I don't have a disagreement with someone during the day, Becca's in trouble. Because <laughs> by the time I get home, it's like, I don't care what you say. I'm going to disagree. With you. Uh, how did we go? How did I go this long not knowing that about you? What? Not you, Michael. Sorry, I was looking at Michael. You just can't. You yeah. Nope. <laughs> I didn't know that about you, Michael. That's terrible. You didn't know what about me? That you think everyone's fighting with you if you disagree with them. Feel the same way. For people who weren't taught conflict management, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's a thing. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, if people, if people disagree with me, I think they don't like me. Yeah. Or they, yeah, they, yeah, it's, 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 this is, 
yeah, a big thing. The only fight we've ever had, I think. What? Sean and I had a fight one time. This is our this is already That's the a good best story. podcast I've ever I've ever been a part of. About it, it makes me sad. Who else has been in a fight with Sean? <laughs> <laughs> it might just have been in my head. It's fine. It's fine. That lady that honked at him that one time. They've been in a fight. <laughs> Sean, yeah. Sean wants us a to move on. Old seventy-eight-year-old woman, yeah, She's sitting behind the the wheel of her Lincoln Town Car, just right. trying she to get go, their doctor's she can go appointment. Straight to hell. She can go straight to hell. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Sean and I have ever had a fight. Have we ever had a fight? Not like, uh, yeah, not a not a real one. No. What does that mean? Have we had a fake fight? You disagree? Fight? No. I feel like you guys probably have girl fights. Probably. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, I think so. I mean, I get intimidated easily. You know, I back down easily from any fight. Um, and so uh, I think I, it goes back to the, to the idea of like, I, it's, if someone disagrees with me, I think they hate me. I value our friendship so much that I, that I don't think I, I would be terrified to start a fight with you because then you, because you would disagree with me and and if it got so intense that it became a fight i would think i would think you hate me and i don't think i could ever be convinced otherwise <clears throat> oh dear if it were an actual fight actual fight i could never hate you sir well i'm glad i love all three of you <laughs> i could hate you but i i don't <laughs> wait a second Let's unpack that. <laughs> you could bring out his Lisa Frank binder. Could. Speaking of hate, nice. Should we, should we jump in? So yeah, the first, uh, the first item for our bands list. So this can be bands or musicians, correct? I hope so, because that's oh, what I yeah, do. Yeah, I really hope so. Yeah, it's got to be. All right, so it's band that you hate. And who's going well, those first? Those are the users' rules, but what are the Facebook rules? Uh, who? There are no rules on Facebook, as we as we've seen. Okay, bands we hate. No, you hate. Band I hate. I hate Pink Floyd. I hate Pink Floyd so much. Every time it comes on the radio, I know that it's going to be long, and I hate it. I really hate it. So it's a link thing for you, <clears throat> or? Well, I just don't get, like, I don't get it. Maybe because I'm not stoned. I, like, is Pink Floyd a band that you have to enjoy whilst stoned? Does anybody like them sober? Oh. I don't know. I don't think I've ever listened to them sober. You So what songs are you thinking of when you think of Pink Floyd? Like, what songs come on the radio and then you turn them off? All of them. All what? of them. It just starts, and I know this is Pink Floyd, and I turn it off. Yeah, I really, I wonder how, <laughs> I wonder how many songs that are not Pink Floyd that you just assume are Pink Floyd and you turn <laughs> off all the time. Like, like Stacy, that was some 41. <laughs> that was not Pink Floyd. Some 41. And yes, what they suck. The world? What's that rapper who like introduces himself in the first like three seconds of every song so that if you don't DJ like Khaled. No. Oh, and I don't like him either for a lot of reasons. No, there's another rapper who like, it's not Little John, but I feel like it's very Little John esque. Where he, it's not a rapper, but you're talking about Jason the Room. 
where he says that it's him <laughs> in the first like, couple of seconds. And people are like, why do you do that? And he's like, oh, so if you don't like me, turn it off. So you think Pink Floyd should should have done that? They already do. Like all of their songs sound the same. I've never heard it just go like Pink Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, I, no, I like Pink Floyd. I do too. I feel very nonchalant towards them, I think. Maybe if you can send me like some under three minute Pink Floyd ditties, I might change my mind. Under three minute Pink Floyd song? There's no under three minute like any songs anymore. I feel I was, like. three minutes is kind of short for any musical artist. I could send you some like under three minute uh, Jerry and the Pacemakers, uh, but that's about it's it. Like, it's like beat bugs type stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do enjoy some beat bugs. All right. I've seen I've seen oh, Pink Floyd in concert and Roger Waters. So, so uh, apologize to Sean. Yeah, so I need <laughs> I need to know that you're sorry. Sean, I'm I'm not sorry, but I'm sorry if you think that this is an attack against you. Oh, okay. Well, so yeah. Sean's no longer part of this. Sean, there's good apologies. I'm sorry that you i'm sorry that you feel this way it was it was i'm sorry if it was the worst apology were you not listening about sean and the not being able to have conflict with people geez stacy how could you do this to me bye everybody you're still there and we know it for a second i'm not i've already left bye everybody (laughs) pink floyd uh what jenny took me to see pink floyd to to see Pink Floyd, well, not actual Pink Floyd, but I went to Laser see Floyd? Laser Floyd at the Planetarium, and it was Jenny and I's second or third date. I think it was our third date. Um, what is Laser Floyd? So it, you go, well, it, basically you go to a something like the Planetarium, and then they, they do a laser show uh, while Pink you Floyd. listen to Pink Floyd. Yeah. Yes. And, and did the auditorium just reek of pot yes and jenny i don't think jenny understood like that i don't think she understood (laughs) that that's what laser floyd was she didn't even whenever she said what we were doing i was like so we're gonna go do laser floyd and she goes what is that and i was like that's what we're about to go do um it was awesome though it is cool i've seen it too it's actually fast it's just fascinating it's fascinating yeah and i wasn't high either i was a kid I was this freaking kid. <laughs> I have riled you up so much, Sean. This is not attack against you. It's, it's no, okay. I'm just kidding. I, I actually get it. I actually get it. I do. I really do get it. It's okay. My mine uh, here in a little bit is about to rile up Stacy. So I will kill you if you say you too. Wow. No, what no, of course not. Intense. <clears throat> then I'll probably be fine. I don't know. We'll see. Trey? For a band that you hate, um, this this one was a difficult one just because you, you think about a lot of bands you don't like, but if you really hate a band, you really don't listen to them. So they're kind of off your radar. Yeah. So uh, I was going through several bands, and I finally just asked Becca, uh, is there a band you think that I hate? And without hesitation, she, she said this one. And when she said it, I was like, oh, you're right. I do hate them. Every single time they come on, it's uh, Florida Georgia Line. Uh, makes my skin crawl 
their the their music is awful. Neither one of them can sing. Uh, their name is Florida Georgia Line. Uh, there's, I mean, every single thing about them is just cringy. It's just gross. Um, the couple of times I've been forced to listen to a song, I usually just immediately go take a shower after it's done. Uh, anything to avoid wash, washing Florida Georgia Line off. Scrub my ears. Yeah, Florida Georgia Line. I hate them. They're dumb. I don't think I'm going to get a lot of pushback from anyone on this call about hating Florida Georgia Line. No, that was that was in my top five as well. I they they're dumb and they're gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All they're good dumb reasons. Dumb and gross. Yeah, they somehow took. Uh, they somehow made popular country music worse than it had it already was which i didn't know was possible so in some ways it's it's i guess impressive but in other ways in most ways no they're awful they're terrible no man my nephews uh love them and like listening to them so i'm thinking about disowning them if anyone a couple nephews just kidding i love my nephews i never did but they're awful florida georgia line is terrible florida georgia line is awful not my nephews. Florida Georgia Line. I hate Got them. Got it. Trey's nephews are the bander that I hate. So that's fine. I'm glad that you left them for me. They're not good. They not have a, a lot of band. spirit, but not they're a, just not, not good live. Not a good band. Probably not a good band. But were you sober? <laughs> <laughs> Michael, what's the band that you hate? In general or uh all right, Stacy, prepare yourself, okay? Got it. All right. So I, and hate is a strong word, okay? I have a lot of caveats here. Because I know what you're about to throw at me. Say them all up front. Um, but what? Say all the, the caveats, because I want to know. Okay. Uh, I hate Imagine Dragons. You hate them? Uh, I, and, and here's the thing, this is, this is, this is news to Stacy because I know how much Stacy loves them. And so I've never, or I've tried at least to not ever say anything negative about Imagine Dragons. Um, and also one time Stacy preached this amazing sermon and used an Imagine Dragons song and it was a beautiful sermon. It was fantastic. And, and, uh, I also remember sitting there during it going, I'm going to have to keep this up for a while longer. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that um, it's fine if you disagree with me? No, no, it's not. not. So so here's the thing with Magic Dragons. I know that like they do cool stuff like uh, for the LGBTQ community. I think that is awesome. I love that. Uh, but, but also their music is terrible. And so that's the thing that particularly gets under my skin with them did you listen to like all of it though yes because like because because i so i i've listened to that whole well first off a lot of that music has been shoved down our throats to the point of you can't escape it um like in sermons <laughs> god i can't even go to church to escape it like, seriously she's doing this one no just the, i knew i knew you were doing it ahead of time um, and it, and you and again, it was a wonderful, wonderful sermon. I don't want to uh, uh, say anything negative about that sermon because it was very good. But the thing is, uh, imagine dragons. They say that their name is an anagram, 
and they won't tell anyone what the anagram is, which makes me hate them more than I previously did. What are some guesses? I don't care. I just hate, I just hate that they won't say what it is. Don't tell me that your name is an anagram. If you're not going to tell me what, what the anagram is. Right now, I feel like let, let's just spend the rest of our time <laughs> trying to figure it out. It. Just the rest of our yes. time. Yes, I'll I'll start. Here we go. <laughs> Let me Google. I might. Okay, can I say this though? The um, what's the lead singer guy's name? Dan. Okay, I follow his real name. Yeah, I follow. <laughs> I think. I think you're right. I followed him on Twitter for a minute, and he said some things that I was just like. Like they weren't controversial. They were just really stupid. And I was like, yeah. I, can't, I can't follow him on Twitter because then I'll think less of him as a person. Uh, I searched Imagine Dragons and the first thing that came up was why is Imagine Dragons hated? <laughs> Their music is very, like, I feel like they don't really have a style either. Like they didn't get, they, don't, they didn't have a music. They're like, this is the style <clears throat> B. It was like, I'm going to write a song and it's going to be like this. And then it's going to be like, it doesn't, it's not cohesive. Is that the right? This is interesting. It says critics hate them, uh, not because they're popular, but because they were meant to be the new voice of rock, but ended up sounding like sellouts. (laughs) Amigos in danger. Tough. Amigos in danger. Ginger is a nomad. No. <laughs> Wait. How? Egg, egg rain domains. Say that one again. Egg rain domains. It's definitely not that one. Yeah. Raiding mangoes. Oh, that's a good. That's a good name for a band in yeah. general. Raiding mangoes. <laughs> <That is> a, <clears throat> uh, yeah, that's all I can see right now. Amigos in Danger because they used to be Mormons. I like Amigos in Danger. That's a good one. That is good too, yeah. You're making me not like Imagine Dragons. Good. I'm going to like their music, but not their people. I'm going to like their people, but not their music. I think their people are actually pretty good. Your wife just texted me and it just really distracted me. I don't even know what I was saying. Whose wife? uh, Michael, your wife. Jenny. Her name's Jenny. She's I'm going to take my watch off so it doesn't distract me again. Um, All right. Anyway, that's enough of Imagine Dragons. Sean, what band do you hate? I just want to talk Uh, about Dragons all night now. (laughs) Maybe they'll come back up again. I don't think it's any secret that I hate the Eagles. Yeah. I hate them so much. I want everyone to like the Eagles. And we have this I hate the Eagles debate. Like, I don't even know how many times we've had it. We do. Many times. Yeah, so many times. Yeah, they're one of the top selling bands of all time. That's cool. That's fine. I still hate them. Do you like them, Trey? I do like the Eagles quite a bit. They do not appear on my list, but I I appreciate them. I don't hate the Eagles. I don't love the Eagles. I guess I don't either since they're not I'm fine with the Eagles. Well, to to re to re just to re answer my question, I hate the Eagles. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Why do you hate the Eagles, though? I I think I think they are so overrated that they don't need to be the answer to question two. Uh, 
but I, I, th- I, I think it, it's both um, that I really just, I don't think that they're, that they sing anything interesting. I don't think their lyrics are great. I don't think they sing any, anything interesting. And then uh, just based on stories about who they are as people, uh, I yeah. really hate them. Yeah. And I know a lot of that might yeah. just be, yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of that might just be, um, you know, apocryphal. Is that the right word? Um, or yeah. whatever, but, but, uh, Sean, yeah, just I, say it. you're happy that Glenn Fry is dead. <laughs> I can't believe Sean, you just said that. Can't um, that. John said it, he texted it to me because he didn't want to put it out. There, so. You, so, so hotel California, that's not like, uh, that's not, those lyrics aren't like that song unnerves me. And that's, I think why I like it because I find it to be a very unnerving song. Yeah, I can understand that it's like creepy, you know, but I, that's not enough for me to like it. Yeah. It's not intriguing to me. Yeah. You're right. It's a great song. Yeah, I got a two-year-old here trying to join in the conversation. What she's got she's like, hot I eagles. like the Eagles. She's got some pretty hot <laughs> Eagles opinions. She also likes pick. parrots and owls and butterflies. I've never listened to them. And- Oh, yeah. Owls are no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's weird. That's a weird. Hold on. That you Hold just, on. Like, yeah, I want to. I, I want to know why. Why are why owls? They're bad omens. Are they? Huh? Why are why are they bad omens? I've never talked to you about owls. No. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that that's shocking is even more shocking. Have have, have I never talked to you about owls? Let me talk to you about owls. They're just bad. They're bad omens. Okay. They tell you like when people are going to die. Like, I'm not even kidding. They kill people. They don't kill them. They just tell you that. No, they do. People? Yeah. Look into making groundless so, claims. So no no no. Look at look into the this is man, we're going way off base here, but look into the look into the the documentary. It's a true crime crime documentary called uh The Staircase. Now this has nothing to do with what's in that documentary, but but <laughs> but if you go if you watch that documentary and then go outside of that documentary and you find out if you look in the right places, that it turns out that this man did not in fact kill his wife that in fact uh, she was killed by an owl the staircase yeah okay, I'm yeah i'm gonna need to check that out yeah i've it's seen on it netflix netflix yeah i've seen it she was killed by an owl yeah she was killed this. by an owl no it's not in the it's not in the documentary oh, okay all right it's something that i was like i was like man this case is interesting and so i started looking up more about it and there's like a huge contingency of like true crime people like investigators and stuff who like legitimately think that she was killed by an owl. Oh, okay. So when you said a minute ago, she was killed by an owl, it's people online saying, <laughs> we're really sure she was killed by an owl. Yes, but they're, but they're so convincing that I believe it 100%. You 100% made me feel like that documentary ends with, yeah, barn owl just swooped down and like cut her jugular. She's I dead. can't believe that it's not in the documentary because it's amazing. They keep showing owls too. Uh, Is there like places where owls are murdering people so what their theory Clearly is in this that, woman's hometown like, the owl got caught in her hair <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and then just started like <laughs> wait i've heard this it's not in the documentary i've heard this uh, well because i sent it to you after you watched okay the documentary. There we That's i was like sean sean check this stuff out man it, it, the owl. it was owls it was owls <laughs> it was owls yes disconcerting i really Notice. like owls is that an anagram for Imagine Dragon? It was out. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was owls. It was owls. That's not one. Nope. Two nights in a row, I was woken up out of a dead sleep because of owls tooting. Tooting? Owls tooting? Tooting. 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 It sounds like you're saying tooting. Yeah, it oh. did sound like that. It really did. I was woken up by owls tooting. <laughs> owls tooting. Like, what does that sound like? Damn owl farts. Were <laughs> Why are they so loud? Oh, man. And what are they eating? Okay. I don't know. All right, Stacey. Band that you think is overrated. Oh, um, Maroon 5. I think they're super overrated. I think that um, what's-his-name's voice is just horrific. And he shouldn't That. It's so Agreed. bad. I hate, what is that called? Falsetto? Nope. No. It just I a, mean, he does sing in that sometimes. Just a bad he voice. Does sing in but it's mostly super nasal. Yeah. Yes, that it just drives me nuts. He like, he's he sounds singing. He sounds like I talk singing, like a Muppet. <laughs> I don't think he sounds like a Muppet. But I don't think he I really like liked. I really liked Maroon Five when they first came out. I was really I into too. songs about Jane, and um, but uh, it got old quickly. Yeah. I was good with that one, and then I and then I was like, "Oh, this we're just gonna keep doing this." Then, all right. Well, no, it's like it got it got worse. Like they 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 jumped on being a pop band so fast. Like, uh, yeah, they had kind of a funk thing going almost, yeah. like a like a real like jazzy kind of funk thing going originally that made it really. Um, complex they had a lot of complexity starting out and then yeah i think you're right i think they just leaned heavily into the pop um easily digestible and and, and it yeah. shifted paint by i've seen numbers. them once live paint by, i've seen them once live they were it was way before they were big they were openers for john mayer uh and uh, right. from the moment adam lambert opened his voice and sang I immediately declared, this guy's never going to make it. <laughs> not Adam I was, Lambert. It's at Adam, uh, not, Adam, no, uh, Adam, Adam Levine. Levine. Adam, that's it, Adam Levine. There Adam Levine. Adam Lambert is the new... Uh, Queen. Freddie Mercury. Oh. No, it, it's the Filipino guy that's... He, uh, Adam Lambert sings for a different one. Oh. No, the Filipino guy sings for Journey. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, we're just getting them all messed up. <laughs> Adam Sorry. Lambert. Sorry. Yeah. Ab, Adam yes. Lambert sings for a Filipino Filipino queen <laughs> band, no. and there's a Filipino guy that sings for an American Journey. Cover His name's band. like Anel Pineda or something like that. Oh, who is the new? Who is the, the new, new? Adam Lambert. Steve Perry. Nope. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I covers I thought... John Mayer. <laughs> Makes sense. Think about it. Anyway, yes, Maroon Five, totally overrated. So what's the what's the what's the word for that high singing thing that he does? That's falsetto. You were right. Okay, okay. I just want to make yeah. sure that I'm he sings in falsetto sometimes. 
He does, but no. you're right. His voice is grating. Yeah, his he does he does get a bit real nasally nasally. Like even when he's not singing falsetto, he gets real nasally and, and grating. Yeah. I get it. This makes me a little itchy. I'm trying to think of their their like first big hit, but I can't think of it. It's not. And it's like six different loved. times. It's oh like, no! It's like Just a Maroon love. Five, a Queen, and a Journey song are all swirling in my head right now. That's just the amalgamation of terrible. That their first CD was it songs about Jane? That was yes. that was good. Yeah, that was it was harder to breathe. She will be loved. Yeah, those songs. This love. I, I was yeah, I was into those. Yeah, That's, me too. It's like the the more recent stuff, but she will be loved was good. I couldn't I couldn't get into harder to breathe. Is anyone out there? Uh. Rude Five is a good answer. Uh, mine is so overrated. Doesn't mean you hate them, right? Uh, it, it just means have you to don't. Be. Yeah, it, it just it, it just means like I don't get it, uh, and that's at least how I took it. So for me, the band that I think is most overrated in all time uh, is is Led Zeppelin, because there's just this like <laughs> there's this like weird cult like obsession you know like sort of you know robert plants like the greatest thing that's ever happened to rock music which is very wrong sort of it's just like i get it I'm, I'm not saying they're not good i'm not saying stairway to heaven's not a great song i'm saying that like i pull them up on spotify you know it shows you the top five songs and i'm like oh, one and two are good and and three is not and four is awful and I hate everything else on here. It's just like, so they, they make some good songs, but I don't really get the the whole like freaking Led Zeppelin's the greatest rock band of the 20th century kind of thing that some people feel. So I just find them to be a little blown out of proportion. I don't quite get it with them. Make him get it, Michael. Make him get it. And Becca thinks I'm crazy for the record. She, she told me I'm crazy. Becca is correct. Becca is correct. Yeah. But, I, I don't think so. I think it's just the the collaborative genius of those guys, of John Paul Jones and John Bonham and no, Jim John Page Bonham. and Robert Plant. I mean, um, each one of them, I mean, John Paul Jones. <laughs> I, I, could, I, can't, I can't tell you much about John Paul Jones, but the other three guys are pretty iconic just in their own right. Like, uh, I... Uh, I can't tell you how badly I wish that I could have seen John Bonham play drums. Mm. Um, but, but then, uh, yeah, I, I think, I mean, I, I saw, I saw uh, Jimmy Page and Robert Plant in concert. They toured just the two of them for a while. John Paul Jones, again, got kind of left out. Um, but but they're, they're amazing. But, I forgot um, him. But I didn't really like appreciate Jimmy Page until until I watched it. Might get loud that documentary with him and Jack White and uh, the Edge, and uh, and he he. I mean, I think he really is a musical genius. Um, but uh, the truth is, you don't see a lot of that in Led Zeppelin. I think. I think you really have, like for Jimmy Page alone. You have to kind of look at his whole career with the Birds and. And then um, his solo stuff that he did later, but I, I disagree. I'll leave it at that. That's okay. 
I think this more than any any of the other categories really is well, and maybe the next one underappreciated are the most sort of like ambiguously um, uh, custom tailored yeah. to, to individuals because it's again, I'm not saying Led Zeppelin's bad. I'm just saying I think that's you're great. Right. They speak to you like that. They don't speak to me like that, and so I, I don't I, understand the wildness. Yeah, and I think I struggled with this question probably more than any other because of that ambiguity that it's just it's it's so uh subjective but it's also that question can be taken in a in a wide span mm -hmm. i could tell you a band that i absolutely love but if i don't think that i think that they're over appreciated by by the masses then then i could i mean i could say the beatles and you know i could probably justify that but um anyway it's weird because i think the beatles are underappreciated wildly underappreciated how i agree but how yes but also michael what band do you think is overrated um i think uh lady gaga is overrated um lady gaga yeah lady gaga uh i i don't get it i like it's kind of like what trey said with led zeppelin i don't i just don't i don't get it I get, I get that she sounds like, like her, I get that her music sounds like Madonna, uh, and I like literally um, some songs almost it's the exact same song. Um, but the thing that I really don't get about her, and this happens like every time she does anything, like after after she did the uh, the uh, inauguration. Uh, man, everybody just talks about like how great her voice is. And I don't like her voice. Like when I hear her voice, it, I, I, my first inclination is to turn the volume down because I'm just like, this is, I, this is too much. I feel like you are screaming at me. And I feel like people have gotten into the habit of judging singers by how loud they can be and somewhat stay on note. And that so means they're good. And, and I just don't, I just don't, I'm not a fan. Her voice. I was, at, after the inauguration, everyone was just like gushing on social media. And I was like, did, did I watch something else? I mean, did I, is there a delay? And that was like the second take that I watched or what happened? Because I was very much underwhelmed by how she sang the national anthem. It's so hard to sing outside, though, you guys. <laughs> I thought she didn't. She sing, she sang the national anthem at the Super Bowl last year. Last year, is that right? Last year or the year? Yeah, a she couple years ago. I thought that was phenomenal. She was incredible. Yes, and so, I thought that was much better. When they announced her for the Super Bowl or for the inauguration, I was excited because I think she can be very good. Yeah, uh, there was actually at the Grammy Awards probably about like seven eight years ago she opened it uh it was um i can't remember what song it was but she opened it just by sitting down at the piano she was dressed like joe her like male counter ego that she does sometimes in her shows and she just down the piano started playing and singing and it was it was incredible it was i mean she's got a lot of natural gifts and talents uh but then like she so often does i don't know she like put on a meat dress or something like that and it's like okay well <laughs> now you just you're you're masquerading in, in taking away from the talent the more you have to do that i feel like the less it's about your actual musical talent and i will say that like her so like 
uh, A Star is Born, which I, if we're talking about overrated movies, I think is a very overrated movie. Um, but like A Star is Born, that song that she, well, one of the songs that she does, that she, I think she did it at the Oscars that year with Bradley Cooper. Um, Shallows. Yeah. So like that song starts out and I'm like, okay, maybe I'm wrong. She does have a pretty voice because she, it's down, like she's not, she's, she's being soft with Soulful. It. But then there's a point it's like where she just has to start screaming <laughs> and that's when it's just like i can't i can't i can't do this anymore and so yeah, yeah. also yes yeah, a terrible movie uh yeah very never very never seen it either i just know that a lot of, John, a lot of uh, dangerous a, red flags going on in that movie. jason isbell wrote that one song and that's all i know about it it's it's a uh, it's not good but people love it love it and i don't i Jenny and it I glorifies. Yes, it does. It glorifies it, something that you shouldn't glorify. But also, uh, it it um, it's it, Jenny and I were laughing throughout it because it if you if you've seen Walk Hard, it it is it hit <laughs> so many Walk Hard beats that oh. are just and like it does it in a way that is so unaware of how dumb it's being. Well, now I really want to like. Watch it. I mean, there's almost literally a part where just a guy runs in and is just like, "Lady Gaga, you have now you have now <laughs> have five singles on the charts, and it's all and you're winning all these awards." Oh, and it's no. just like, wait, what happened? I, I mean, it's it's like Walk Hard oh, in no. the sense of like okay, now the beat is this. She's the best. And everybody, it's just terrible. And Jenny and I legitimately were cracking up laughing at points in the movie. Uh, and then like surrounded by people who were just like, wasn't it so wonderful and powerful? And it's like, no. You it's don't want to see this, do we? Because her, her character's <laughs> name in the movie is Lady Gaga. I, I know. And I thought that was strange too. Just choice. a little Why weird. would you do that? Gaga. It's an odd choice. Yeah. Wait, that... for real? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, not even slightly. Not even kind of. You don't want none of this, Lady Gaga. <laughs> Sean, right. what is the band you think is overrated? Uh, the uh, one of the other people that sang at the inauguration, Garth Brooks. Garth <laughs> Brooks. Oh man, I uh, listen. I get it. It's classic you know, '90s country. I was yeah. No, listen. I was a big fan, um, and uh. Thank you for knowing I had that. to sing, I had to sing "Friends in Low Places" for a band that I, uh, a trash can band that I toured with for a while. Uh, and uh, and I want to so, hear more about that. No, 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 we don't have to talk about that. Um, but uh, it's so on I, my I, list I later. I, I, I was really into. <laughs> I was really into Garth Brooks. They, I, I honestly, Garth Brooks was, um, was my like introduction into into country. When I was growing up, because it was a, it was frankly a rebellion um, against, you know, really. I mean, like my dad was really into rock and 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 was kind of starting to get into metal and and stuff like that. And so I was like, well, I'm going to listen to country. And so I listened to Garth Brooks, and I was into it. Um, but but the I, he's overrated. He's not great. And uh, don't tell him that. Yeah, exactly. But what do you think about Chris Gaines? Uh, Not as I'll, bad. He's he's band that I love. So, <laughs> oh, well, that's the end. I guess we'll get, we'll get there. Can we talk? Can we? Why can do you we... ask? They're completely different bands. <laughs> I don't. I'm I'm pretty sure Sean knows. I mean, I'm pretty sure Sean knows what I'm talking about. But the 
have you all seen that interview he did? Uh, I don't remember who it was with, like Katie Couric or somebody, but she was like, she, she started off a question. She goes, so, so you have, and I don't know how many kids he has, but she was like, so you have two kids named so-and-so and so-and-so. And Garth Brooks goes, thank you for knowing that. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you for knowing that. I like to imagine a world where uh, Trisha Yearwood and, and Garth Brooks got, got married. And then like two weeks in, he like comes out of the closet, dresses Chris Gaines to go on tour. And she's like, what the hell? <laughs> like no idea. Yeah, this alter ego. This is me on Thursdays. <laughs> this is is that who he's married guy. to? Is it Trisha Yearwood? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. They have a, she has a cooking show. Mm, thank cool. you for knowing that. No. The whole like no. taking the hat off and putting it back on and taking like at the inauguration, did y'all see that? Yeah. Yes. It was. Oh god. And that's and another thing. Single, single-handedly super spreading uh, by shaking hands with literally everyone. <laughs> everyone. Hey, Garth Brooks every super spreader. Person. That'll be the name. That'll be the name of his next album, Super Spreader. Not <laughs> sure that'd be a pretty good album. That actually doesn't sound too bad. Super spreader. <laughs> Gotta be Chris Gaines though. That can't be a guy. But he'll still be overly like humble about it. Like he just can't believe he can't. The musers are spot on. He can't yeah. believe that he's that he has that the fans are just so kind. Yeah. They talk uh, on the musers. They talk about him coming out uh, at his concerts and just acting like I didn't know that this many believe. people were here for me. There's like no looking way. around like I just can't even believe it. There's just no way this many people listen to my music. Just the false sincerity of Garth right. Brooks. This the what first if it's of a two-night two It may show. not be. It may not what be. If it's, what if it's not false? What if he's walking out there thinking, I agree with Sean. I am massively overrated. What are you people <laughs> doing listening to this music? That would be endearing. I Chris Gaines like is so more. much better. <laughs> you got to imagine if he's just like, Ugh. I could only be Chris Gaines, but they don't like me as Chris Gaines. Was that like a one-time thing? Or yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was His sad. sketch with Will Ferrell on Saturday Night Live wasn't terrible, but that was because of Will Ferrell. Where he was like that. with the devil. Will Ferrell was the devil, and he was trying to get a song from him. Yeah. And Will Ferrell was terrible. <laughs> Fred, it was where Fred's, Fred's got slacks. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Fred's got slacks. <laughs> hey, that's. You know what? I'll 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 write my own. It's fine. That's a great sketch. Uh, but again, Will Ferrell, not not Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks is overrated. Yeah. All right, Stacy. Mm -hmm. Band that you think is underappreciated. Oh. I was going to answer the wrong one. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> dragons. <laughs> I don't even like them that much. Just enough to preach a sermon on. Um, the Dead South. Did y'all? Did have y'all ever heard of them? <laughs> okay. Did y'all ever heard of them? <laughs> no, I've never heard of the Dead South. That's a cool. That's a cool name, though. It is a cool name. It is. I, I texted y'all about this, but sometimes I think you don't read my texts when I. Oh, no, we've heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
Oh, it's the one you no, this that is you the texted. one you texted about. The one right? that you texted us. Is this the one was you texted about? After, was it before or after Indigenous Screaming Cat? Because I remember <laughs> both of those things. I only text Indigenous Screaming Cat when I'm mad. So no. Um, okay, so this I feel like... before or after. So no. You're about to text it to us, aren't you? <laughs> um it it was on oh my god, now I can't remember the name of the show. What's the name? Um, um, oh, 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 yeah, I, Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy. Remember I knew that's I what you were going to say. Academy? Because I remember the text. Because I, thank you. I was texting you guys oh. at least every other episode. Michael, I can see you. I forget sometimes. <laughs> I was, I, this is why, because I texted you like every other episode, the thing that I liked. And I know that if I text you more than two times in a day that you're going to stop reading my texts. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. One of them was about the dead South. Y'all, they're really good. They're really good. They're from Canada, but don't let that deter you. They're really good. Are they from Southern Apologies Canada? Apologies to all of our <laughs> Canadian listeners. Apologies to all of our Canadian listeners. <laughs> well, there's, okay, here's the reason. I don't know if you know this about me, but I hate CCR because they sing about the South, but they're not from the South, and that really pisses right. me off. Um, and this- Wait, this, what? Yeah, they're from like California or something. Yeah, they're from California. They're, really? Yeah. yeah. That's well, kind of I mean, disappointing. It's kind of a bummer, right? It yeah. is. It, like, yeah, really I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, so the Dead South is very like, um, they're very like Mumfordy, like so folksy. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't say that because so, I don't think that's the right word. You've explained this to me before, and that's not the right word. But well, it depends on what folk music, music actually is in Canada. I don't know. So I don't know. It's, Do they it, sing a lot about Tim Hortons and? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of whiskey, hockey, a lot of women, like sex, booze, and donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Sex, booze, and donuts. Donuts on the host. This is kind of a weird question because it's like, are they underappreciated because you don't know about them or? Yeah, that would, that I think that would clarify sure. as underappreciated. <clears throat> Seriously, well, I, I, write it down. It, the dead South. Dead South. Text us about it. I promise I really I'll like, it this time. I really liked that show. So I, I would, I trust you. You didn't answer my question though. Are they are they from the south in um, Canada? I read Canada and stopped reading. Okay. Again, apologies to our Canadian listeners. Understood. Understood. I mean, it's a very small uh, country, so. <laughs> we'll talk about Canada. I have Canada later on my list, um, so it's gonna the, be fine. The country? No, but the pride and joy. Robin Sparkles. Oh, okay. Oh, they're from Saskatchewan. Is that South? <laughs> you should that I don't Southern think there is like Canada? a South. I think they, one, they moved one more east time. To apologies west. to do they really? The provinces move like mostly east to west. They just kind of keep going up forever, I think. Don't they? Sure. I know surprisingly little about Canadian geography. Not surprising. Oh. <laughs> I don't feel like that's surprising. <laughs> It's really good though. Okay. It's so good. The Dead South. Dead South. South. So good. 
folk right. bluegrass is what it says. Folk bluegrass musical ensemble. Yeah, like I thought they were from Kentucky. That good. And then I learned they were Canadian, but I didn't I didn't Fair get enough. that. Band that I think is underappreciated. Uh this is the um wrong audience for this because he's very appreciated uh in this in this circle uh but i think most people and i've, I've said this before and maybe it's it maybe it's wildly over exaggerative but i fully believe that if bob dylan had never lived he would be more appreciated and more known because of his lyrical style uh but uh josh josh ritter i think is wildly underappreciated uh uh one of the most one of the best lyricists, I think, uh, of, of the last 50 years of music uh, and easily, by far and away, uh, the most joyful performer I've ever seen in any medium whatsoever, uh, just uh, radiates joy on stage and more people should know him and listen to his music. Yep. The, I, I will just, I will just start reading Josh Ritter lyrics to people randomly. And I think it, I don't think anyone likes it when I do that, but I can't help myself sometimes. Um, but yes, he, he's, his, yeah. his lyrics are amazing. And he is amazing. Like he just, he's a, uh, like, he is my favorite musician, my favorite songwriter, my favorite, uh, all of that, but, and he'll come up later in this, in this thing, but the dude also uh, writes novels. He has a novel yeah. that he wrote. He has another one coming out soon. Um, he paints. Uh, what, and I think they're pretty good. I don't know a lot about painting, obviously, but uh, I really like his, his paintings too. So um, yeah, he's just, he's awesome. One time uh, Sean and I were talking about Josh Ritter and we, I think we were trying to get Stacy. We think we were trying to get you to listen to josh ritter and you said uh oh i don't i don't really listen to a lot of christian music oh <laughs> no, that was not me it was i swear because i was like he, he's not christian music huh it's josh ritter from yoga <clears throat> what so there was you did yoga with josh ritter yeah so are you thinking of john ritter that's no the... he did yoga oh did did dead yoga dead oh it was playing during the like last part of my yoga like my, one of my yoga teachers played josh ritter a lot this was before that i liked it no i did yoga before i knew you because when i found out you guys like josh ritter i was like oh you like the yoga guy no that's not that's not correct you really i swear to you i swear to you we said it at your house we were at your house we were upstairs uh it was your last house we were upstairs and i started i started speaking of reading lyrics i started reading getting ready to get down to you and i think just i guess just because it mentions jesus in it or something you were like oh i don't really i don't really listen to a lot of christian music and i was like i don't think she was listening <laughs> is this the night we ate prime rib <clears throat> That I made. She heard Bible College in Missouri and was turned off. Right? Yeah, she's out. Yeah. I mean, Whatever. It, did we eat prime rib? Because if it is, I take no. A no. What's prime rib do to you? <laughs> yeah. 
What is happening? I thought I was sharing a bottle of wine with Jenny and turns out I was sharing a bottle of wine with no one and I drank the entire bottle by myself. Jeez. And I take no ownership over a single thing I said that night, which probably is why I don't remember this conversation at all. Uh, possibly. I don't know. It may have been that night. I don't know. I'm just going to say that it was. Okay. But I know Josh Ritter from yoga. Yeah. yeah. From yeah. Three's Company. From y'all. Yeah. But okay. Josh yes. Ritter is the Josh Ritter's the total package. Because his his Lex Luger uh, is the total total package, but I understand what you Luger? Mean. I thought you were yes. gonna say Jerry. Lex Luger, wrestler, Lex Luger. Um no, but but because lyrically he's unbelievable. We've already mentioned that. But musically, his his creativity is is um impressive. I I there there aren't a lot of artists where you listen to instrumental versions of their music and they're just as intriguing mm. as as their versions with lyrics. I mean, um, there were a few, he had a few instrumental versions of his songs released for that movie. Is it The Hollers? The Hollers Hall- yeah. or The Hollows? Holl- Hollers. I think The Hollers, yeah. Yeah, Hollers. And, uh, and, and that's, I, I love, um, is it Girl in the War? The instrumental version of "Girl in the War," I think that's on that one. There's a few. I don't. Yeah, I, I, can't, I don't remember them off the top of my head. Uh, I love to just it, that. That's yeah. It's perfect, just chill music. But um, but you add lyrics and it's uh, doubly good. Yeah. I'm trying to find the Josh Ritter album that I have. That's the yoga one. It's almost like the I need a receipt. Like, is iTunes going to tell me when I bought this? No. What would be good for yoga music? Michael, what song would you use for yoga music? With Josh Ritter, I mean... He doesn't really use something. Maybe something from So Runs the World Away, like on the back end of that album. Yeah, that's So Runs the World Away. Oh, Change of Time. Oh, that's the one. That's the one that I... Oh my gosh, I loved it so much. Yeah, that's a great song. Sorry. All right, band that uh, I think is underappreciated, and you guys already spoiled this one for me, and we don't have to dwell on it for a while. But uh, I am going with the Beatles uh, because of this. People still. I was only half joking. Well, I know, but I but yeah. but people still uh, try and a lot of people still try and have like the hot sports opinion about the Beatles in the sense of like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out rhetorically how to take down the Beatles. I'm going to, I'm going to be the one guy. And it's just like, you can't do it. Uh, and I've heard ridiculous things from people. Um, and, and the thing is, is like, even the reason why I'd have to say that they're underappreciated is because even I, uh, as a, as a, uh, how old am I? 36? Am I 36? All right, you're 36. Yes. Oh my gosh. Wow. Uh, I, as a 36 year old man, like I, even I, there are things that even I don't understand about what the Beatles did um, because I did not, I was not alive at that time. Um, And so even I underappreciate the Beatles in terms of like their, their effect on 
what music came to be known as. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think the Beatles are underappreciated. Were you even allowed, by me. Were you allowed to listen to the Beatles when you were a kid? Yes. I was not allowed. That was not okay. Trey, were you allowed to listen to the Beatles? I was not either. And it was, it's, it was not a, a, a lack of appreciation for their music. It's because my grandfather was in the army during Vietnam and they were vehemently opposed. And so he taught my mom to hate them who taught me to not, not hate them, but they were not okay because they spoke out against what my grandfather did basically. Yeah. But in retrospect, it's like, well, they should have because we never should have been in the war. <laughs> my, my feelings about them being underappreciated are um, more geared towards their two pop, like not the Beatles, but Paul McCartney, John Lennon, George Harrison independently be transcended their, their popularity even beyond that. So that when people are like, oh, yeah, I love the Beatles. You know, Maybe I'm Amazed is one of my favorites. Or like, Band on the Run is great. It's like, well, neither one of those are Beatles songs. They're, they're Beatles adjacent. But I mean, that's, so that's my thing. It's like, they are, they, their individual popularity has blew up so much that anything any of them do, they just trace it back. They think, oh, it's associated to the Beatles. And it's like, well, I mean, they have a lot of great things they did individually, but, you know, uh, I, I just happen to personally believe that Eleanor Rigby is the greatest song of the 20, 20th century. That's, I mean, it's, and I feel like enough people think about like, maybe I'm amazed or even like big things like Let It Be Hey Jude, which are incredible songs, but like Eleanor Rigby and Paperback Writer are two incredible songs that aren't fully appreciated as much as I think they should be. Not only that, but you think about their producer credits that they had beyond that. I mean, Paul McCartney and, and uh, George Harrison produced Badfinger songs, which ended up being, I mean, like that, that could have been an extension of the Beatles, honestly. A lot of this stuff that they did was uh, so very heavily influenced, clearly. Um, so, I mean, the, the, ripple, the ripple effect alone cannot be quantified. And so I, I, I can totally... Um, agree and see with your your perspective and just the the way that like uh i don't think we've ever i don't think we've ever had anything like the beatles since in the term in in the way that kind of trey is talking about in the sense that like you had three guys who had no really no business being in a band like they were three guys who were so stinking good they should have just been by themselves uh and it's amazing that they lasted for so long as a band. I really, really hope Ringo Starr does not become a fan of this. <laughs> and Ringo was we there too. We very just kept talking about three people. <laughs> but it's like, oh, what, like five years ago when Paul McCartney and Kanye did a song on the Grammys and there was a viral thing of people saying, yeah, it's really nice of Kanye to help this old guy out. It's like, well, <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's one of go. the two greatest songwriters of the past 100 years. Underappreciated. I'm pretty yeah. sure that Imagine Dragons covered Revolution um, for that anniversary <laughs> of their, uh, yeah, their appearance on Ed Sullivan. Uh, Revolution! Revolution! It wasn't, it wasn't awful. <laughs> they covered the slower, <laughs> God, they covered the slower version though, which. Why? I don't know. Why do They that? did it acoustic. It was like acoustic bass and a couple oh, okay. of acoustic guitars. And All right. It was fine. But anyway. 
it was fine for amigos in disgrace. Was that what it was? <laughs> Sean, what band do you think is underappreciated? Uh, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to cheat. And I'm going to say that uh, the band that I think is underappreciated is any, uh, any black artist that uh, was around during Elvis's time or uh, previous uh, to Elvis, because uh, um, certainly they deserve all of the accolades that Elvis got and more so. And, uh, and I can't stand Elvis. So you can put Elvis down for my first two answers as well, actually, <laughs> while we're at it. I, I am not an Elvis fan. I am not. I, I can't stand Elvis. And, um, uh, and that is, um, I have, there are people that have gotten angry with me for that, for having that opinion. Um, and I'm sorry, I, I don't, I think, I think there are a lot of people that get, I mean, honestly, if you just want to look at Christians, they get caught up in his hymns, mm-hmm. his versions of the hymns. Yeah. and whatever well and I don't some care. and some he would he would sing like the spirituals too speaking yes. of black you know appropriating Appropriation, yeah. black culture and all that and so, yeah but suddenly it was coming out of a white man's mouth and so it was okay to listen to and think it was awesome so i mean i mean just on multiple levels i can't stand the man um and uh but but that's uh that's kind of i, I kind of want to yeah just uh lump in it, really any black artist from from his era or before anything that he appropriated but do you like the many that he what's that go ahead trey i was just saying and the many that he employed to stand in the background and paid them pennies on the dollar so that he could stand in the front and just sing Mm -hmm. while they were making the actual music in the background yeah uh no i don't love any of his movies i don't know how sean feels about it i don't know if i've ever seen seen an elvis movie from beginning to end never I can think of scenes, but I don't think I've ever yeah. entire. I feel like he's in Hawaii yeah. a lot. <laughs> Just like hiking mountainous, like there's like mountain lines and stuff, and but he's somehow in Hawaii still. I can't but, imagine he was a good actor, but that's just I, me. I just completely forgot about something that like I literally just remembered. I served this church in the country and they had these like um, community potlucks like every other week or something, but once a month they would bring in entertainment and they um, brought in this Elvis impersonator. <clears throat> you know how I'm not good at like keeping a face when I'm not amused? Rager. I was so uncomfortable by this situation. And at one point he, you know how Elvis like throws out like thing, I don't know. Yeah. He was throwing out things like, like flowers and flowers. roses, and... and he came to like sing right, right in front of me, and I was very uncomfortable. He was doing like that situation the whole time. It was really, it was really bad. The I didn't adoration. know he threw things out. What? The adder- Sorry, go ahead, Trey. What? No, it's not important. I was saying I didn't know he threw he threw things. The adoration <laughs> is is so uncomfortable. Uh, and, and yeah, it, 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 um, it extends to impersonators, the, like the, the, the accolades extend to impersonators. Um, he's so beloved and I just don't get it. Um, I, I mean, it's a whole thing in Vegas. 
Like people make tons of money off just walking around looking like him in Las Vegas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's weird. Didn't when I was anything like Elvis, y'all like nothing. And a was, lot of them don't. Yeah. Sandex jumpsuit. It was so uncomfortable. Dustin literally got up, left me, and went and sat in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis when I was all up on me, and Dustin's in a corner pretending that I'm not his wife. When I was uh, when I was touring with a trash can band, which uh, uh, um, want to hear more about that. We don't need to talk about it. Uh, when I was through that, we were playing. We were playing a state fair uh, somewhere, and there was an Elvis impersonator on our same stage. And so we would have these like rotations, and the uh, like older women in the crowd treated an Elvis impersonator as if that person were Elvis. Yes. And I still, I it haunts me to this day. <laughs> Wakes up just having cold sweats. Right. It ruined music for me. (laughs) Crystal wakes up. The Elvis dream again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm here. Is it the impersonator? He can't hurt you anymore. (laughs) He's still in Iowa. (laughs) Uh, Bubba Hotep is great, though. Have y'all seen Bubba Hotep? Sean, have I never made yeah, you watch Bubba yeah. Hotep? I, no, I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. Bubba Hotep is a movie uh, about, uh, all I'm, I'm going to say is this. The plot is that Elvis, who is still alive and in a nursing home, uh, and JFK uh, yep. fight a mummy yep. that is attacking the nursing home. And it's a great, great, great classic of uh, film. Listen, I would be totally into watching that. Instead, you make me watch a bear documentary. Grizzly Man is one of the greatest documentaries ever made. That was an excellent documentary. It was an excellent documentary. Why are I you, was very grateful you you turned me on to that. Why are you down on Grizzly Man all of a sudden? All yeah. of a sudden? Why don't you save that for our docu- uh, documentaries of, of your life uh, <laughs> podcast episode? Oh, that'd be a good one, actually. It would. Yeah, it might be, actually. The... Yeah. Stacy, you still need to watch uh, the Human Centipede. You haven't, you haven't <laughs> nope. gotten back to me on that one. I will not. But you know what? Every time I feel like really insecure, I remember I look at that DVD and I'm like, I have friends that love me, and that's not. <laughs> that's a true that's story. and ironically, that's the theme of the movie. Some people like friendship <laughs> rockets or something. I have the Human Centipede on DVD. Oh no. Yeah, on DVD. I have the human centipede. But just, I listen, I want to, actually, let's point out one thing. One, I, I, the band that I think is underappreciated is any artist that was in Elvis's era or before him or really after him. And we ended up talking about Elvis for like 10 minutes. Uh, so there, there's the problem. There's your problem. Fats yeah. Domino, Little Richard, Chuck Berry, Bo Diddley. I mean, those are just to name a few. Muddy Waters. Yeah, let's just clarify here. Robert Johnson. Yes. Yes. Uh, anyway, so I just needed to wrap that up. Sorry, I dropped your thing with all of our... No, no, no. Words. No, listen. Hey, my hatred for Elvis knows no bounds. Runs deep. It does run deep. Stacey, what's the band you can listen to over and over again? Um, I actually had a band in mind, and then Dustin and I went to Dallas the other day. <laughs> changed it <laughs> because ah. 
listened to Welcome to Nellyville over and over and danced and sang the songs. And it was so much fun. And I think I picked Nelly. Oh, Nelly. Nelly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Like I thought you were saying there was a band called Welcome to Nellyville. No, that would be weird. <laughs> like we they listen- open for Old South. <laughs> I think that's a, a pancake house. <laughs> that wasn't that. What was the name? Wait, wait, what was the name of the band? It wasn't Dead Old South. South. Dead South. South is the pancake house. I ruined it. Yeah. Sorry. No, you I didn't it. ruin it. You made it way better. <laughs> it just goes to prove that y'all do not take my recommendation seriously. The pancake house? I was going to look it up later. They just have like a <laughs> stage off to the side, or I've never seen it before. Sorry, Stacy. I interrupted. I apologize. No. Yeah, totally fine, Nelly. We listened to it. it. We had the best time. We were like dancing in the car. Don't you feel like these things are just based on your mood? Like your mood in the moment of what you really could listen to over and over again? Yeah. Not yeah, this sure. category. I don't feel like that. That's why I'm like, I like Nelly and I could listen to Nelly. But after about 45 minutes, I'm like, no, I'm good for another couple months. No, we were just like, it was the best thing ever. I loved it. Just over and over mm-hmm. again. Nelly's good. What's your fa- what is your favorite Nelly song? Um, Air Force Ones. Yeah. Er- Er, er, er force one. (laughs) Right. Actually, Dustin and I were talking about how I, I, um, I used to only wear shell toe Adidas. Don't know this about me. So Mm -hmm. I did only Converse for a long time and like different colors and stuff. And then, um, it was only shell toe Adidas and I had them in a million different colors. I don't know why I stopped wearing them. I think I want to bring that back. Are you allowed to wear shell toe Adidas when you're not run DMC and you're 36? Yes. You can wear whatever you want. Fair. You can wear whatever you'd like. Yeah, you can wear whatever you like. My uh, listen to over and over again. Wait, uh, was that a TI reference? You can't do a TI reference and just ignore it and let that go. You did a freaking well, no one was TI reference. I, I, was, I thought it just completely plummeted. Like, I was like, Oh, I don't. I don't think anyone understands did, what I'm you, saying. Does anybody get a TI reference immediately? I, <laughs> I got a TI reference immediately, and I thought somebody else would do it. But no, you referenced Star of Ant Man TI, and no one else mentioned he wasn't Ant Man. He was. A, he was in. He was it, in though. it. <laughs> Pretty good. <too. laughs> he was good. He was good in that. I've not seen it. I've I cannot it. believe that you just referenced TI. The band that I can listen to over and over again is T.I. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the band I can listen to over and over again is the Beatles. Uh, it's that's to me. It's that's why I say this category is not a mood to me. Yeah, uh, they are so uh, such incredible musicians. Um, three of the greatest musical minds that we will probably ever know <laughs> got together, <laughs> and they found a couple of drummers at different times, and. Um, <laughs> They wrote uh, just incredible music that fits any mood that transcends a variety of genres and decades. Uh, and there's always something of theirs that I can listen to. And even if there is like a song I'm getting tired of, I can just switch to a different album. I can switch to a different time. Uh, I can listen to their solo individual stuff and I'm never ever tired of anything. Uh, more than anything, Paul McCartney, uh, it is well documented that I'm a Paul apologist 
Uh, ego be damned. I don't care. Uh, he's You're remarkable. In good company. You're fine. You're good. You're. This is safe. This is a safe space. And and I I never get tired of listening to them. Again, our apologies to Sir Richard Starkey. Um, <laughs> I know Trey doesn't appreciate your musical genius as a, as, as a one of the most iconic and uh, and uh, temple perfect drummers uh, in history. However, uh, I would say four musical geniuses, um, whereas Trey would just say three. I'm not the only one who said three. Okay, actually, Michael said three first. <laughs> Uh, actually, interesting. I don't know if he owns a home or if he just stays here uh, once every year or two, but Ringo Starr, uh, one of his best friends, lives in Mobile. Uh, and they apparently have a house on Dauphin Island, which is just south of here. And he is a frequent visitor. Whoa. He is a great drummer. He is a great drummer. That's true. Uh, he's a good drummer. He's just, he's just if, you, if you compare his, uh, his solo output... To the other three, I mean, you know, no, back right. off, boogie or whatever. You're right. There was a, a song I was listening to the other day on Beatles Serious, and I, I feel terrible right now that I can't remember what it was, but it was, uh, and one of y'all may know when I describe it, but it's a, a pretty, one of their mid-range hits that apparently uh, Ringo wasn't in the studio that week, wasn't available to record. So Paul jumped on and played drums and sang. Uh, and if I hadn't known that, that I would not have been able to tell a difference in the uh, the percussive acumen between that one or any other song that they've ever recorded. What jerks though that they would go into a recording studio when they knew that he couldn't play? They do that, that all the time. That was probably from the White Album. Really? They did yeah, there's multiple. Lot. They did that a lot during that like time. Three of the four, yeah. Terrible. Um, there's a great there's a great uh, YouTube video that Sean showed me, uh, where it has a bunch of drummers, uh, modern day drummers, um, talking about Ringo, mm -hmm. and it's pretty cool. There, there. Do you know what that is, Sean? What that yeah, came it's from? from? The, yeah, it's when it's he was the, inducted, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. Exactly, and it's like. Um, Max Weinberg and um, Dave Grohl and mm, other Paul's drummer. I can't remember his name. Paul McCartney's drummer. Um, handful of other guys. The guy from Green Day for some reason. Um, and yeah, they're talking about their uh, Ringo's influence, but but like they're explaining in detail what made him a good drummer and, as they're drumming, uh, like they're showing they're drumming, how he does right, it or whatever on a Beatles drum kit. So it's, it's, I mean, it's a stripped down jazz kit, um, just like Ringo would have had it. And, and they're explaining as they're playing it. It's actually, yeah, I, I appreciated his ability much more just after that video. It's, it's convincing. I'll, I'll admit this. Uh, I fully appreciate that. And actually, and like Ringo Starr, he just, he's kind of serves as the Jim Belushi of the group. Uh, and I really enjoy living into that and sort of, you know, amplifying it even more but i recognize he's incredibly talented he's obviously a million times the drummer that i could ever even hope to be uh i'm not even slightly close to that so he's he's wonderful he's remarkably talented i just like i like the idea of him being yeah. kind of the the, the punching bag of, yeah 
Yeah, he I like also the, paints. One of, my, <laughs> yes. one of my favorite parts of that video is uh, is is I don't remember who does it, but they said you know they they said imagine walking into the studio as a drummer and saying I've got the perfect drum part for this song, <laughs> and he goes to the floor tom and he goes. Duh. And there's your drum part for come together. That, that's it. That's all. Yeah. It's uh, anyway, I'll have to send you the video. Cause I didn't watch. do it justice. And I've got a two year old um, who's about she's, to take a picture off the wall. She's redesigning. She is. She is. That's right. We can move on. We don't have to, we, I'm sure the Beatles will show up again and we don't need to make this the whole, the Beatles podcast. That's coming later. That's coming later. We actually should do, I think, Please. a song. Yeah. Please. Specific. Yeah. Anyway. Me. Fun. Michael, uh, who do you oh. think? Listen to it over and over again. Uh, listen to it over and over again. Um, Tom Petty. Mm. Um, I've found uh, that's that I often will, if I'm just like randomly doing something and I want some music, uh, I often just turn on Tom Petty on random um he he was an amazing songwriter like from beginning to end and i think that's what's truly amazing about him i really he certainly peaked at a certain time but i don't think he ever lost his fastball when it came to songwriting um and so yeah tom petty is is my go-to there um May he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Yeah. He's also the first, like he, he, whenever did Prince died before him, correct? Yeah. Yes. So Prince died and I, and you know, I'm not a big Prince guy. So like, but I, but I watched as like a lot of people were just really upset and I was just like, okay, you know, I mean, whatever purple rain. Uh, but man, when Tom, when Tom Petty died, like that hit me harder than I was expecting. Um, and there's something about his music that when you listen to it post, uh, him being dead, that it's, there's something, I don't know. There's, there's a, there's so much life in his music. And so, and so it's, it's it's both comforting and tough to listen to it after he's passed, but uh, I do. I, I love Tom Petty. I think multiple, multiple concerts that I went to after he passed in that year, uh, they, they did tributes to him in multiple genres as well, country and rock. And so to see the influence span across so many genres and generations, um, I am uh somewhat ashamed that i did not give him the appreciation and the time um that i should have before he passed i, I think part of the response like prince was like in his like early 50s and tom petty was like 70 right yeah but like still i was shocked when he died like i just was not because remember like there wasn't uh that happened in like the course of an afternoon if i remember correctly there was just suddenly like tom petty's been hospitalized uh and then he was dead and it just kind of i don't know it came it kind of came out of nowhere so i think we were all working together when that happened 
I think we're, were we all working? We were. It happened yes. on a Saturday, I remember, yeah. because Sean, like, you called an audible last minute for us to do something in worship. It happened very quickly, like, right. like Michael said. Tom Petty was, like, one of the few bands that my parents, like, my parents were kind of strict about what music we could listen to, but Tom Petty was, like, the few, one of the few that we could listen to everything, you know? And they actually really liked Tom Petty. And it was just, I don't know. I just remember like some of my best memories are like Tom Petty as a soundtrack. Yeah. Has anyone seen Echo in the Canyon? No, I need on to. Netflix. Yeah. I keep hearing about definitely, it. Definitely, definitely watch it, please. It's, yeah. It's quite moving to see him in it. Sorry to bring everybody down. So sad. Yeah. yeah. Well, just a heartbreaker. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Right. John, what's the band you listen to? Over you know what, Trey? Again? You know what, Trey? Don't come around here anymore. <laughs> All right. He's. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Band that I can listen to over and over again Jason Isbell and, uh, and really his 400 unit is um, <laughs> Alabama's own. Alabama's own. Yes, exactly Jason right. Man. That's right. Um, yeah, I find myself, he was actually his concert. He was one of the ones that did a Tom Betty tribute that same year. Yeah. Um, he did American girl. Yeah. Michael was there. It was, um, it was awesome. American was awesome. Girl. Oh my gosh. That was, I chills even just talking about it, but he, yeah. Jason Isbell, um, is, um, that guy, his, his, his songwriting and, um, and his ability as a guitarist is unbelievable but but his songwriting um and the honesty and um and really the boldness i mean he's one of he's one of those kind of um pioneers in a progressive country genre um that uh you just don't see in nashville um but uh but him and 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 sturgill simpson and um uh yeah i mean the high yeah, exactly. The high women. I was about to say the high women. Uh, Amanda Shires, his 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 uh, his wife. They, I mean, uh, their lyrical ability, but also the way that they really push are pushing the genre in a uh, in a more progressive direction is is uh, is awesome. But we, uh, I, I can listen to him really anytime. I his music has has a one of those really cool um, abilities to. I can listen to it and get some get something from the lyrics, and I can really kind of absorb it, um, and just enjoy it. But I uh, I can also you know dance to it. You know, um, Crystal and I like to country dance, and uh, yeah. Have you ever Have you ever listened to Drive By Truckers? Yeah, a little bit. I I, I yeah, I need to dive in more um, because I've only listened to a handful of songs that that uh, um, that he's done live. Um, and then you've sent me a couple that I've listened to that are amazing, but, but yeah, no, I've never really, I've, I've not dove into his old drive-by trucker stuff. They're the, right. They're the same in terms of like that kind of pushing what country yeah. can be. And they still are. <clears throat> yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Stacy band that made you fall in love with music. The pride of Canada. The whole country adores this 
phenomenal band. I feel like you're doing a bit tonight. Not doing a bit. I love Rush so much, so much. The answer is Rush. And I was at a wedding last year, like the last thing that we ever did, not in quarantine. And the groom is Canadian and his entire Canadian family got up and they were singing Rush. And I looked around and I was like the only American singing closer to the heart. Is Bare Naked Ladies Canadian? Yes. I don't know. Surely they're the pride, right? I mean, no, they're not. The pride. You guys were talking about drummers. The best drummer is Neil Peart. Hands down, one of the best drummers in the whole world. Neil Peart is one of the best drummers. Yeah. Yes. Not the best. I thought Neil Alan Thick was the pride of Canada. That's right. That could also That's what I was trying to think. That's what I thought. Not alive. Oh, what about Alex Trebek? Is he Canadian? He is Alan, Canadian. Well, he's dead Alan, too. So all right. Alan Thick's dead? Yeah. Yeah, Alan Thick's been been dead. For a, a while. I'm sorry. <laughs> RIP. RIP. It's been a few years. The more you know. We apologize to the Thick family. And Canadians. Did you know that Trebek was dead? Don't call them the Thick family. <laughs> and I guess I did. <laughs> My cousin, but there's a that people were like reaching out to her when Alex Trebek died because that was the only white man that she ever loved. Okay. <laughs> right now, the pride of Canada has to be Schitt's Creek. Is that Canadian? I need to watch that. You actually would like yeah. it. I didn't for a long time because I thought it was really stupid. Like that bit sounds really stupid to me, but it's very smart. Very good. But you didn't know they I've were heard, Canadian? I've heard good things. I've not finished it yet though, because I don't, I have a hard time. Well, they don't have like a big reveal at the end. It's like, yeah, joke's on y'all. <laughs> but it turns out they're Canadian. So <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know that. Didn't know that. <laughs> but I have. Well, now I hate this whole series. <laughs> God. Like Apologies again to our Canadian listeners. Yes. Oh, it's Kyle. He was group. He's probably our only Canadian listener. <laughs> Kyle and his family. Um, I have to admit something. I don't know, unless y'all can name, I don't know if I've ever heard Rush. Surely I've heard have. of them, but I can't tell you a single song. By Tom the Sawyer? I'm sure you've heard Tom Sawyer. How are you I, a musician right now? I don't... Well. Right. How are we even friends? The intro to Rush 101 came the semester after I graduated uh, college. So you should write an angry letter to your college. That is a disservice. Well, I have written several. So I'm sure you have. Did you send them though? Oh, oh yes, they did. Uh, Tom Sawyer uh, is a is um, a character in the book The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. So I uh, have heard that one. Agree to disagree. I think you've heard the limelight. What do you mean agreed to disagree? I just said an unadulterated <laughs> fact. No, no. It's a rush song. Yeah, well. Okay, so um, I love Rush very much. And I think Monday, there you go. I don't know why I leaned in. I'm wearing. I've never heard that song before. Really? That shocks me. That legitimately it shocks even me. Vaguely, vaguely familiar. I am surprised. The cool thing about Rush is they also like. The cool the thing about Rush. <laughs> 
The one cool thing about Rush. This is like one of the two questions that I'm very passionate about. The writing, okay? Some of the songs are like sci-fi novels. The entire, like, is it the A side or the B side of 2112, the album? It's nothing but like a sci-fi novel set to music. It's so good. Michael, I feel like you should know this. It's so fantastic. I'm not a Rush fan. I don't know. Well, why? I, it, the, the, the meandering and the... I like synths. I don't like meandering synths. It's, it's just the time period. No, I love I love that time period. I just, I'm not crazy about Tom Sawyer. And I do, and I do appreciate what Neil Peart had to offer. Um, he also I'm had just a not a big of- Rush guy a ton of drums at his disposal. So I mean, yeah, his set is ridiculous. I mean, if you, I mean, you're talking about the two most opposite drummers you can possibly imagine is Ringo Starr and Neil Peart. And I mean, Neil Peart has, I I can't, I don't, I have no idea how many drums he has. It is, it's, it's like 180 degrees, you know, of drums and Ringo Starr has, four drums yeah you know i mean it the the contrast is ridiculous and so yeah i'm not i'm not discounting him as a drummer i'm just saying like as far as gear goes he uh he hit the drums that he placed around him it's kind of it's kind of out of control (laughs) we saw them uh my parents i don't I think I was like maybe 18 or 19 at the Hollywood Bowl and like the entire back of the stage was just drums and the only thing they had on the stage that wasn't like their stuff was a washer and a dryer I like I don't understand it maybe there's something that I you never know yeah yeah like I just don't get it but it was like tumbling clothes and then at the intermission, somebody came and switched to them. That's a that's a pretty good bit. No, actually. Like, no one acknowledged it. No one no one said a word about it. It just was there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. Like maybe there's a song that I don't know that's like about doing laundry. Like I just truly have no idea. But they are the pride and joy of Canada and Canada's gift to the world. Rush. So did it make you fall in love with music or Canada? No. (laughs) My dad, okay. So my dad actually would make us like stay in the car and listen to Rush. That sounds traumatic. It does. (laughs) Don't get out. The song's not over. Well, really we did it. And like we'd listen to the entire 2112 and he'd be like, get it? Do you get it? Because the guy is like on a different planet and they don't have music on the planet and he finds a guitar in a cave and he has to go like tell the elders. Just can you just listen to it? Somebody needs to listen to it. I love Rush now. I'll listen, I'll listen to Rush. It's just really like you Rush. <laughs> when he picks up the guitar, it's just like a dink dink, like two little notes, and then he gets better and better and better throughout the, the song. It's just like you like narrative songs. I do. You know what? I really do. And I think that's why I like um, folk music and the other kind that's not really folk music. 
<laughs> I do like narrative songs. I really do. And that's why. So if you I- like narrative songs, you like you like folk music, the genre. Yeah. Yes, I like folk so music, which is not Mumford and Sons. I know. It's just not. big, mu- big Mumford fan. <laughs> okay, you guys can. I think it's Tracer. The band that made me fall in love with music is not a band. It's a musical artist. Uh, and uh, the first time I ever heard him sing, um, I was raised I was raised engulfed in contemporary Christian music uh, and thought it had to be a certain way. And don't get me wrong. I love Michael W. Smith. I love Stephen Curtis Chapman. They're great. But most of their stuff is just sort of like 90s, 80s, CCM bop type stuff. There's not a lot of like deep like underlying meaning to it it's like you know this is the great adventure like they're just talking about the, the adventure of life you know there's it's not you know diving in i'm literally diving in i'm going deep. like either even in the music video steve kershapman's diving into a pool like it's it's nothing special deep but this guy uh the first song i ever heard by him uh was a song not the band but a song called creed and it was the first time even at a young age i ever thought I ever realized you can meld uh, contemporary music with liturgy. Uh, and so now we live in this society where we have like Cayman's Call, or not anymore, but we had Cayman's Call, Derek Webb, a- Andrew Asanga, like even leaning into like the brilliance, Gunger, Audrey Assad now is really big, like this deep meaning of melding of good music and, and meaningful lyrics. But I think it all started with Rich Mullins. Uh, he was... Uh, he was contemporary liturgy before the world knew what contemporary liturgy really was. Uh, and he laid a lot of that path. And I, I feel strongly, I don't want to put, he's, he, he is rest in peace. He, he tragically died in a car accident long before his time. Uh, so I don't want to, I don't want to box him into something, but I feel just so strongly that he would be at the forefront if he were alive right now of progressive Christianity uh, there's nothing in his um, lyrics that would suggest he wouldn't be. Uh, but anyway, it, it was the first time I realized uh, that that it didn't just have to be, you know, well, I can't remember his last name, but Carmen, the 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 Satan bites the Wait, dust. God just Carmen, there. yeah, just Carmen. Yeah, yeah it, but he has a, he has the last name, but his, his no. stage name is Carmen. No, he doesn't. No. God, like that, cre- God created him and said, "This is Carmen." but it it was the first time i realized it didn't just have to be that like there there could be some substance and some depth to what uh to what there was so and as someone who now is in music ministry that i didn't i don't even think i realized at the time how meaningful his music was to me for what i would later do uh and and sort of the intentionality of music and the the purpose of the lyrics uh but 100% 100% hearing him. And I, I credit a lot of it to, uh, uh, I don't credit going to private Christian school a lot for anything <laughs> because unless it's like ruining me in certain ways. Uh, but one thing I do credit is my elementary music teacher at one of the private Christian schools I went to was super into Rich Mullins and introduced me to him and found his music to be deeply meaningful and was very passionate about it, and I never would have known it if not for him. Uh, but Rich Mullins is 100% what made me really fall in love with music for the first time. Good dude. Like he he uh, 
way ahead of his time in terms of probably the only probably the only one out of all like the any kind of ccm people who who uh would i don't know if he ever i don't know if he ever like came right out and said uh like hey you should you should probably love gay people if you love jesus um but he that was very much like in his music um yeah and he and and like no nobody at that time was doing that he was just very bold like he was a very bold dude who like uh truly like followed his faith uh where i mean i think we all you know we all can see a lot of that stuff at that time a lot of the ccm was just was following money more than anything else um i think that rich mullins truly like believed in what he was doing so that's a good i like that i like that answer um yeah it's very like a, a very niche answer uh yeah i think even most of our family and friends wouldn't necessarily pick up pick up on who rich mullins is but didn't he die at, wasn't he on a motorcycle uh he was in a, a jeep so he oh, was I always driving was a motorcycle. in a jeep he got thrown out the window when the car crashed Maybe it wasn't what I heard. I remember where I was when I heard. You do? Yeah, yeah. We heard uh, the. We heard it. They announced it on KLTY. So, where were you that you were listening to KLTY? I was with a couple of friends in a truck, uh, just driving, (laughs) driving to Glen Rose, Texas. Okay, tell me more. That was the closest Chicken Express. Oh God. That's lovely. I love that. I loved that answer. I loved everything about that answer. Knew you would. <clears throat> um, uh, yes, Trey. He um, he was thrown out of the jeep and survived, but then a truck that was swerving to miss the the jeep hit him. Oh, that is terrible. Yeah, that's. I thought oh. he died after he was thrown out. He was. Oh my god. All right. So uh so uh Rick Mullins maybe that is a bummer in love with music. Oh man. Michael, what former uh, this week's fans of your life? Thank you for joining us. Uh, Um Carmen. I can't pronounce his last name. Carmen. Yeah, I looked. I can't I don't I can't pronounce that. Did, like, we've talked about him recently. He's a re- uh, he's a recurring person of, of interest in our conversation. I know it's Lisciardello. I texted y'all about it because he did something crazy and it was on Twitter, but I don't remember what. No, <laughs> he did that. He did that. Um, he did that song about Trump and like how you're not a you're not a Christian if you don't support Trump. Oh. According to his Wikipedia page, not only is a singer, songwriter, television host, and evangelist, but also a life coach. <laughs> I want to know what that. I want to know what that is like. Does he like take? Carmen is my life coach. When he's not touring. Just don't accept any witches' invitation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, 
so I like narrative songs. Oh, that's one. There you go. Yeah, I remember going to Carmen concert and just being really into like how he did all that. Because every I think I've told y'all. I think I've told y'all this before, but uh, so I grew up in church where where Carmen was very popular, very popular, uh, and they showed uh, he's got a song "We Need God in America." <laughs> yeah. We need God in America again. Uh, and they played that video in worship. <laughs> and everyone started clapping. And I stood up and gave it a standing ovation. <laughs> and I swore. I thought people would join in. And no one else. <laughs> and my friend was sitting next to me, like, trying to pull me down. I was like... <laughs> You know, I'm an eight. I was like, hell no. Everyone's got to oh stand gosh. up or they don't love Jesus. You're Max Fisher and Rushmore. <laughs> That's amazing. The best part was really in hindsight, not even that, just the fact that I gave a standing ovation to a video being played. <laughs> <laughs> no one was there. <laughs> it's one of the finer highlights of my life. That's great. You felt it. Uh, Michael, what band did you fall in love with music with? (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to undercut your very uh, thoughtful uh, approach towards how CCM affected you. Um, And uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of bands like Christian bands that could go in here, but yeah, I grew up listening to Christian music. And so Michael W. Smith is in there and, and DC talk is in there. Um, jars of clay, uh, are in there. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with newsboys though. The newsboys, uh, it honestly, the, the newsboys was the first, and I was like a little kid, but like the newsboys was the first time where I was just, I think I learned what a hook was and became obsessed with and and i still honestly like if you go back and listen to a lot of that newsboy stuff there's a lot of very problematic theology but man there are some great hooks um uh in their stuff so uh newsboys made me fall in love with music in terms of i need more of this i need more of stuff like this that's it uh is michael tate their lead singer now oh now yeah i think so he was kevin max kevin so dc talk was on my short list 100 they were probably number two behind rich mullins and i'm still obsessed with them kevin max is audio adrenaline and toby mac is toby yeah 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 now now toby mac is toby mac yeah yeah but it's i feel like it's newsboys because it cannot possibly be jars of clay that Right. Michael Tate is the lead singer for. No, in fact, Jars of Clay, like they grew out of a lot of that right junk. And Dan Hazeltine particularly yes. is a very cool yeah. dude yeah. who is very thoughtful and engaging with his Christianity. Um, yes. But what's interesting is like from what I do know is that in terms of Newsboys and Audio Adrenaline, uh, both have no one in the in their group anymore that has any ties to like the past of that group they're basically a marketing ploy you know what i mean yeah of course and and i find that ridiculous but also like so 
CCM, you know? Yeah. I did not know that. About any of them? About any of those groups? No, that they weren't the original people. No, there's yeah. like there's no one in any of them that were the original. People. They've all been like cycled out. The lead singer of Audio Adrenaline like shredded his vocal cords. Yes, he can't sing anymore. It's kind of interesting to think like there were because back in the day it was DC Talk, Newsboys, Audio Adrenaline, and Jars of Clay. Those are like the big four, I think, in terms of the CCM bands. And DC Talks now ceased to exist, and two of the other three are the lead singers are right. former DC Talk members. It's yeah, it's very incestuous. And knowing about Kevin Max and Michael Tate, Newsboys Michael Tate versus Audio Adrenaline Kevin Max makes all of the sense in the world. Like even going back to the '90s and their sound and their sort of yeah, like like Michael Tate laid hands on Trump, <laughs> yeah. Whereas Kevin Max said, you know, like the hell with Trump. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting. But they all came from Liberty. Oh, yeah. we could do one of these for Christian music. Wouldn't that be... We should 100% yes. do one for, for 90s Christian music specifically. Oh, well, yeah. All right, Sean. Yeah, band uh, that band made that, you fall in love with music. band that let me, made me fall in love with music was Paul McCartney, specifically. Um, because uh, Paul McCartney was my first concert um, with my parents uh, in 1993, I think. Yeah, I was 11 years old, and uh, we saw uh, Paul McCartney. And um, and then uh, just growing up, my favorite album to listen to as a kid was his live album, Tripping the Live Fantastic. And so I, I think, I mean, it's almost all Beatles music, so you can say Beatles, but Paul McCartney specifically um, was the band. His He and his band was what made me fall in love with music. You know what's weird? So he had a... Um, he had a guy play with him in this concert in 1993. And I can't remember his name. Um, John Lennon. Play- no, it's. Oh, you said 93. You no, said 93. 93. Definitely not. Comfortable. Um, I saw this guy play with him. Oh, shoot. Why not? Definitely. Um, I saw this guy play with Paul McCartney in 1993. And then I saw uh, John Mayer in concert. Um, like 2009 or 10 or something. And that same guy played with, with John Mayer. Different, I, like, uh, anyway, sorry. There's, I don't know. It was weird. I can't remember the guy's name though. Robbie McIntosh. Robbie McIntosh was this guy that played guitar for John, uh, for, 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 for uh, Paul McCartney in 1993 and then played like acoustic for John Mayer in like 2010. It's just anyway. Hmm. I'm, I now want to know more about Robbie McIntosh yeah. because he's played yeah. guitar for two incredible guitar players. Like yeah. clearly, he's very good at what he does. Yeah, yeah, he's a British guy. He was a member of the Pretenders. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, but yeah, I didn't realize that until I started looking at pictures from that concert in 1993. And is he uh, blonde yeah. or, or brown headed? Uh, well, he's gray hair right now. Oh um, no, because yeah, he's because he's old. Because he gets old. <laughs> Michael, were yeah. you thinking of the long-headed blonde guy? What? Uh, were you, never mind. Long-headed. There's a long-headed, long. Okay, sorry, long-haired. 
like, there's this long haired blonde guy. It's like a really long head. I got a super long head. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> So now I need to look up Robbie McIntosh, Rush, and Old South. You can get, get it. Dead South. <laughs> deep, <laughs> dead South. Deep, deep South. Hey, thanks for listening uh, and or watching, depending on how you were taking that in. Uh, we would love to hear from you if you want to email us at kellerbearhasapodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your answers to these topics that we were talking about. Uh, we would love to hear how right we were. We would also love to hear how wrong we were. Let us know. Uh, at the same time, we'd love to hear suggestions for future topics that we could do, things like that. Um, I hope you had fun. We, have, we already are having fun doing this, so we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Uh, until then, bye. Can we pause? Yes. Yeah, I need a beer. Yeah, I need a pee. <clears throat> I just realized, uh, remembered I'm wearing my AirPods so y'all can hear everything I'm doing. So if I go to the restroom, I need to make sure to mute that. None of you are there. <laughs>